Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. That's right. So we are here today. This is our final episode of season one. Can you believe it? Dum, dum, dum. I know. I feel like we need confetti and, I don't know, a bigger celebration than just us talking again. <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. So I just wanted to give a, a quick update because I feel like last week's episode was super dramatic <laughs> because I was basically a mess um, the entire time. And I just want everybody listening to know that while I was a mess and feeling my feelings with all of you and with Christy, I was very brave for my kid at drop off. (laughs) Like I was not a mess in front of him. And while yes, I do think that you need to share your feelings with your kids. I also think it's important that you model the behavior you expect to see. And in that moment I was telling him to be brave and I can't tell him to be brave while being a mess. (laughs) So I was also brave in that moment. And here we are, we are um, two weeks in and he's doing fantastic, phenomenal. The transition could not have gone better. So it's easy. Drop off is easier. There are no more tears and the bus ride is awesome and he loves it. So yeah, there's my quick update on my sob story from last week. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it always awesome when it turns out even better than you expected? Well, and see, I think that's just it. Like I I was catastrophizing all the potential negative outcomes and I never gave thought to the fact that this could just be really what he needs. I mean, he's he's just such a happy kid now. It's been it's been an amazing transformation to see him kind of thrive in this environment. So I'm, I'm really, I'm thankful that we had the opportunity to go to the school, even just part-time, so. I feel like you bring up a good point there because I think a lot of us tend to always think the worst and prepare for, you know, like that impact that's gonna be just this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's almost never the really bad thing that happens. Right. You know, it's funny because I do this in every situation. Like it's not just limited to my kids starting a new school and this is a huge transition for everybody involved. But like, you know, if I don't put gas in the car, like, so, okay, so gaslight on, right? That's a huge trigger, I think, for both of us. Because I No, that means nothing to me. <laughs> we hate getting gas. The, the act of stopping and getting gas, the worst adult decision is I'll get gas tomorrow. I even had a memory pop up from like eight years ago where it's like, who decided last night to not put gas in the car before I go to work? I've already decided my next car is the Tesla. <laughs> I, I don't want to get gas anymore. <laughs> so, but in my mind, right, the gaslight comes on. I, I misjudge how much I have left in the tank if I don't fill it up right away. I run out of gas on the side of the road with my kids. My husband can't, like, in my head, there's this, like, catastrophe going on because that's how my brain talks to me as I'm always in this constant state of (laughs) so much is going to go wrong that I'm having to always walk myself back and say, you know what? It's just gas. It's if I break down the side of the road, somebody will save me. Like, I have a phone. I have AAA. I have my husband. Not There's so many. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And I have to talk myself back from every scenario ever. Well, and I, I feel like this is sort of a metaphor for life, right? Because even when you get to zero and you're at what you think is the worst case, like, there's still room there. Yes. You still got, like, a, like a, a baseline. Um, and I will tell you that it's true because this year – I don't know what's gotten into me, but like I have 
let my gas tank go beyond zero at least five times this year. The line is blinking at you saying, feed me now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I'm like, man, I'll get you in a minute. And then I always get so surprised when I actually fill the car up and it takes so much gas. (laughs) Like, I didn't know my tank was that big. so funny. (laughs) So this is bringing me to, so I, I've talked about this before, I think on the podcast of, I have this journal, um, and it has writing prompts throughout and it's called the untethered soul. It's a guided journal. And I flipped to this page that kind of reminded me of what we were talking about. So I'm going to just read a little bit from it because I think it is something that you will find value in. So the bottom line is, You'll never be free of problems until you are free from the part within that has so many problems. When a problem is disturbing you, don't ask, what should I do about it? Ask, what part of me is being disturbed by this? If you ask what I should do about it, you've already fallen into believing that there really is a problem outside that must be dealt with. Yeah. So I feel like that's a big thing because I think there's a lot of situations that disturb us just because it get it flips us into that anxiety fear mode and worst case scenarios when in reality if we just kind of flow with it it's probably going to turn out fine yeah i know it's i just feel like i'm just not hardwired that way i don't know that any of us are because i think back in the day before we had like houses and grocery stores you know we were constantly in fear of like needing that next thing and when we I think when when we stopped living in that fear because we got all these creature comforts now it's more of like a psychological ego self-concept based fear and so I think it we have to do the work to constantly do the work to get ourselves out of that headspace Mm -hmm. yeah well and so what I think is interesting is I'm naturally a second guesser so That makes me really awkward in social situations because I tend to overthink before I act. I have a perfect example. So at my kid's Christmas party or holiday party at school, it was outside because of COVID. So they had picnic tables set up and everybody kind of spaced out and they gave all the kids hot chocolate. And neither one of my kids like hot chocolate. Um, They think it's chocolate milk and then get sad that it's warm and it's this whole like I don't know, texture meltdown situation. So my youngest, Jack, would keep grabbing the cup and saying, chocolate milk? And I'd say, no, that's hot chocolate. And he'd say, oh, and he'd set it down. And it was an open top cup and he's two and a half. And he was doing so well with the cup. So I didn't even think about it. My husband walked away. He sets the cup down and it spills. And it spills. And I'm like, oh, we need napkins. So I like look to Jeff and I ask for napkins and he's going to find wherever napkins are at the in the party outdoor situation. He actually had to go inside and get them. Anyway, meanwhile, the chocolate, hot chocolate is like streaming down the table. And I'm just staring at it, watching it (laughs) stream towards these kids' plates. And like, it's like spidering out. And I'm just like standing over this table of children, staring at the hot chocolate. Like, (laughs) what do I do next? How can I solve this problem? What? And then... Um, another parent sees what's happening and starts lifting because the table is kind of slanted. So it was all like running one direction. <laughs> the other parent like lifts up the tablecloth. So it's like, oh, let's not get this in any clothes. And I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? And I'm like standing there so awkward as these other adults around me are solving my kid's problem. And I'm like, 
Yep. Should have done that. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I I, I'm so awkward. And then it was like, do I address the fact that I didn't think of that? Do I? No. Do I say anything say, other than thank you? <laughs> like You say, that was brilliant. Thank you. See, and I, my mind was... Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? I said nothing. Well, I think that goes back to like societal norms, right? Like I think our society is built around the idea that like we need to have the answer at all times. We need to know the answer to everything. And that's not true. Like it's totally okay for someone else to get it right and you just to be standing there like, what what? What do I do? Like That's just life. Sometimes that's you're going to be the one that figures it out and sometimes somebody else is going to be the one that figures it out. never the one that figures it out though. Not true. I always feel like I'm the one standing back going, oh, that was so good. They did that so (laughs) well. And I'm everybody's cheerleader while I'm like, oh, you're so brilliant. But I also think that might be imposter syndrome kind of creeping in and telling me. I think it may be too. I can think of a few brilliant moments of Megan over in 2021. So imposter syndrome has been like big on my mind ever since our last episode, simply because I had convinced myself I had not prepared my kid for this transition. I I was convinced this we didn't have enough time to prepare. This was a bad, this was a bad choice. This is gonna backfire. And he did phenomenal. And I feel like it was just me being my own harshest critic in that situation. And so I've been really kind of trying to practice what I preach and be kind to myself and tell myself the kind things that I would tell you if you were in that situation or that I would tell anybody else who was coming to me for advice. So that brings me to my Ask Christy. So how do you combat imposter syndrome? So I think I think that's a good question because I think a lot of us kind of get in that headspace sometimes and sort of get into what we've talked about before, that negative thought loop. And it can be super self-deprecating and you start to believe it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think first step is just to recognize that you're in it because I think sometimes you don't even recognize it. Like you just automatically believe what you're thinking. So recognize that you're doing it and then just tell yourself to stop. And what I do is I will actually write down the negative thoughts that I'm thinking on kind of like almost like a pro con list, but a like negative thought. And then what is the positive thought that's actually? Yeah. Yes. Either how to spin it or, you know, here's what I'm thinking negatively. What are some facts that prove these statements wrong? And I think that's brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of times that will help me and it, it will help me recognize that I'm having thoughts that aren't actual facts and I don't need to believe everything that I think because, you know, it's easy. You're thinking it so automatically you want to believe it when in fact you don't have to. Mm -hmm. No, I think that that's brilliant. I definitely need to to do that, especially in those moments when everything turns out okay. Why was I so convinced that they wouldn't, you know? Right. And I would say like 90% of the time, maybe 98% of the time, life just works out, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So last night, my son had his holiday program and I actually hadn't expected to talk about this today, but I feel like it goes right in to what we're talking about. So I was speaking with the program director before it all began, and she was telling me how terrified she is of public speaking. And she does this program every single year, and she says the same thing every single year, and she practices, and she knows what she says. And she said, every time I get up there, I usually just shorten it because I don't want to be up there. And it popped into my head. When I was in third grade, I ran for SCA president, and I 
was going to change the world. I was convinced I was going to change the world. I was so strong about the, the, my platform and how our elementary school needed to change. And I had a really strong campaign. <laughs> I do, if I do say so myself for a third grader and a great speech. And my aunt is deaf and I practiced and I learned my speech in sign language because we had a deaf um, boy in my classroom and I wanted to be accessible to the people. Like this, seriously, this is what was going on in my, my Megan's third grade mind. So I practiced my, my speech in sign language and the day of there's this huge podium and I, there's no space for me to sign my speech. And I say, you know what? That's okay. And I take the microphone off, off the big thing and I put it on this little stand so that I can have the space. But then with the little stand, I couldn't have my speech in front of me. And I forgot every single word. And I stood up there in front of the entire school and all I could get out of my mouth was, hello, I'm Megan Robertson. Except that was not my name. Was, hello, I am Megan Riley. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. It's been a long time since I've said that. And then I couldn't remember anything else. And I walked off the stage and I had been terrified to speak in public ever since. I didn't, I, I won the presidency, but I was in the bathroom after crying, sobbing, because, you know, it was, it was traumatic. And the, the girls, there were other girls that came into the bathroom and they were washing their hands. And it was such a mean girl moment for me that I will never forget. And they were talking about how, who they were going to vote for. And one of the girls said, I'm probably going to vote for that girl that didn't give her speech, who was scared. She seems like she needs it. That was nice. Is it though? Because in my third grade mind and still today, it was like I won because of the pity vote. I didn't win because I earned it. And so every SCA meeting, I refused to speak for the whole next year. I (laughs) was like, I am not going to bang this gavel. I'm not going to start this meeting. You guys can do this without me. I don't want to be here. And I, that's been my attitude just kind of about, I don't know, life. Anyway, so we're at the holiday program and I replay, retell this story. And it like is an epiphany to me that my entire life I have wanted to affect change and I have not spoken up in in situations where I feel like I have a voice because I'm so terrified of the outcome because of that one traumatic event when I was in third grade. Well, now you know, and now you can move past it. And I I mean, I think I think public speaking is hard for a lot of people. I think unless you're, you know, extroverted, confident, like all the things like that, it's hard to get up in front of people and say what you want to say. The and, you know, I think we've I feel like we've talked about this before in my previous job. I would get up in front of, you know, 100, 200, 300 people and speak. And it was definitely one of those situations for me. I mean, I got comfortable with it. It was always still a little bit of a fear before starting. But it was definitely one of those feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And there was it started out when because I used to be. I don't know if terrified is the right word, but I used to get, you know, super nervous about it. And there's a TED talk. uh, I think it's Amy Cuddy. It's an old one where she talks about power posing before you do things um, and, you know, how it sort of brings about like gives you that feeling of power and being in control and being confident. So I actually did some of that when I would initially start public speaking. And it 
it seemed to work. So I will say, I was not sure how the play was going to go. I did not know how my kid was going to do. He did phenomenal. He did so great with all of the songs. And each kid had like a sentence to say. It was holidays around the world and each kid had a sentence to say. And when it, it came to his turn, child before him had a really hard time and didn't want to speak and didn't want to say anything. And so Charlie took the microphone from this boy and he said, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to be afraid, but you have to be brave. And then he hands the microphone to somebody else. He never said his line that he was supposed to say, but <laughs> I have never been more proud of my kid. He was just up there to encourage others. And he was so confident with his little microphone. And he, you know, he said that and I'm like, man, I am so proud of that kid. That's awesome. Right? Love it. <laughs> It's one of those proud parent moments. You're mm-hmm. like, I did one thing right. Yeah. I did one thing. But see, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think he's going to have a problem in public speaking. After seeing, I thought that he would, right? Because that's me projecting my anxiety on my kid. But he did yeah. so great. He was he was like, oh, this, I got this, this whole thing. I know what to do here, you know, with the microphone. He was like, totally got this. It's all right, kid. You're fine. <laughs> all right. Are you ready for random thoughts? Go ahead, random thoughts. We can pop back into a random story if, if it feels right. Okay. So this morning I was driving home from dropping my kid off at school and there was a rainbow. And I was like, oh my God, why is there a rainbow this morning? It hasn't rained. Oh, this is so cool. I should snap a picture of this. And I fumble around for my phone. I get my phone. I try to, you know, wait till there's a safe place on the road for me to like take it. And then the rainbow's gone. And in my philosophical minds, this is where I went. It was the universe telling me to enjoy the moment and stop trying to capture the moment. That's what I got out of that whole exchange. Well, I, th- I feel like we've talked about this so much recently, and or at least it's maybe it just feels that way because over the last five months of my life, I feel like the thing that has come up and come up and come up and like slapped me in the face 50 times is be present in the now mm-hmm. because that's the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's so I guess that does bring me to a story. So last Friday, um, I actually flew to Miami and met my brother. Well, actually, my brother and I flew together because we flew the same thing. But we so we flew to Miami and we popped over to the Everglades and did an airboat tour and then drove down, stayed in Isla Mirada for a night and then drove down to Key West the next day, stayed there and hung out for two days and then um, flew home on Monday. And it was just... You know, you guys have heard me talk about my husband having been gone for a few months. So I was doing the mom thing, the work thing, all the things alone. And, you know, that's stressful. Mm -hmm. And um, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to take a few days and step away. And it was so, so nice just to not be needed and just to kind of like go wherever the wind took me and whatever I felt like doing at the moment. And there were multiple moments, like when we were on the airboat tour, it was just like sitting there being present and being thankful for that moment and being present. Because I think sometimes we get so stuck in the ups and downs of life that it's so easy to be annoyed by the next thing that you need to do or be annoyed by all the things that you have going on. And like the rainbow or you know, having a cool experience. You're like, can I just say, I can see that you're getting a little emotional as you're talking and I'm like tearing <laughs> up. because I, I feel what you're saying so hard to just have a moment to yourself and to not be needed all the time. As much as you love your children and you want to be their everything, it is very exhausting. And so I'm so glad that you got to have, you know, even that little bit of a break. 
you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope, me too. It was needed because I think, you know, it, it is. I love my kids. They're amazing. But I think it goes back to at least me and this. Maybe everybody doesn't feel this way. But I almost start to feel like claustrophobic, suffocated, yeah. claustrophobic after a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I think a lot of it comes back to just not having enough time for self-care or maybe not making that a priority. And so stepping away gave me t- me dedicated time to do that. Yeah. I was thinking this weekend about you and what you've been through the last few months. And so – This is how I feel, and I feel like this resonates with you. I want to be a strong, independent woman because I can do it all. I just don't want to. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yes, I can mother my kids 24-7. I can, you know, run the household and do all of this stuff all by myself if I had to. I I don't want to, though. I enjoy sharing that. I don't want to say burden, but sharing that with, with my husband or with my partner. <laughs> and so I feel like for you, having Brandon home has, has brought that back a little bit. And I think that having that ability to kind of share the burden has lifted. I, I think that you seem lighter in the last you know week or so. And I, I feel yep. like, I feel like this is going to be good for you starting a new year, you know, kind of you know, to get your mind right, for lack of a lack of a better way to say that. I feel like this year has been like, I have been so, you have been my champion all year long and um, helped me fulfill my own personal goals and my development and my growth. And I feel like you haven't. <laughs> I got <laughs> <to say it>. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to cry this episode. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but, I feel like you haven't focused on yourself nearly enough. <laughs> oh, God, I'm ugly crying. This is not good. Okay. <laughs> I think we need to switch gears because I think we're both, we're both <laughs> getting uncomfortable. <laughs> By our emotions. Okay. I'm going to switch gears. And I'm just, we're just going to, you know, (laughs) ordinarily I would say sit in this moment a little while longer, but this is a 30 minute show. So we're going to go to, am I, (laughs) we're going to move on to am I normal? And I feel like I have a really good one. Um, And I feel like the answer is going to be, yes, I am normal, but I just, just it's going to be no from other people. Um, I was surprised at the, the kind of outrage about our last, am I normal? Um, I don't know if it was our last one or two weeks ago where they, where nobody else agreed with us that reading Wikipedia about shows is, is, um, is a thing. Yeah. Like what kind of, what kind of weird synchronicity is the universe sending us when three of us on the, are sitting there together and yes. all do it? Well, you know, it's fine. I, I am confident in who I am and I'm good with the, if it brings me less anxiety. Okay. So here's my, am I normal this week? Is there anything more relaxing than watching videos of people being artistic? whether it's decorating cakes or chalk drawings or painting. Like, I will sit there and scroll through Facebook and they offer me, like, all these videos all the time of people doing, like, chalk drawings or, like, painting. And I just will sit there and watch it. 
And then I'm like, suggested video, <laughs> yep, I'll watch that one too. Or like the calligraphy, watching somebody write something so perfectly, <laughs> shaking your head no. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, for everyone out there, I'm making the weirdest faces at Megan right now. <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to agree with me. I think it's it's like so satisfying when they get it right. It would take me an hour and a half to be so like perfectly skilled. And maybe it took them that too. I don't know. And there's a 30 second video of it being perfect. But when they, when they write, like they ice the cake and then they write the thing at the top of the cake and it's so satisfyingly beautiful. And it's like, how did you get that done? You know, you don't feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it's cool, but I don't, I don't know that I've ever sat there and watched. Maybe I'll, I'll, okay, Okay. I'm going to try it and I'll report back. I'm going to go with you are not normal. So I'm going to text you after this and uh, a couple artists that I like, like their videos. Uh, Yeah. Because I, I think that you're going to be like, oh, this I can see where this would be calming. No, I can see where it would be calming, <laughs> but I don't. I think I would get bored with it easily. That's <laughs> so funny. Okay, well, fine, whatever. I'm good with it. Okay. <laughs> so here is my Am I Normal. Okay, so my brother and I were down in Key West, and we were out Saturday night um, at a few bars, and... There were lots of wait, wait, wait. 20-somethings. You were at a bar? <laughs> I know. Did it make you feel yeah. old? Okay, <laughs> um, it really did. And okay. I'll, I'll tell okay. you why in a minute if we yeah. have time. Okay. So lots of lots of 20-somethings. All of the girls, maybe not all. I'm going to go with 90% of the girls were wearing mom jeans or mom <laughs> jean shorts. Mom jorts. It's, it's really trendy right now. I can't take it. I think they're terrible. I can't pull them off either. So I, I, I don't think it's a good look. Am I normal for thinking that they're terrible? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the question? <laughs> so yeah, totally. Normal. Here's my here's my I'm 36. Right, Megan? We're yes. 36. OK, yes. Um. We're at that point in our lives where we have to double check because, you know, who keeps up anymore? But so we're out at the bar and multiple times throughout the night I had. So I had one girl and she was like hanging out with this other couple. You could tell she like was it was there by herself and she was FaceTiming someone like right in front of me. And I'm, you know, I'm like kind of dancing to the band, whatever. I'm having a good time. And somehow she brings me into this conversation on FaceTime with this person. And I'm like. I don't know how it started. And she's like FaceTiming her significant other who happens to be in the military. So then I'm like, oh, my husband's in the military. We start talking. And she tells me she's like 22. And I'm like, I could technically be your mother. <laughs> no. You're not that. Well, I guess technically you could. But no. Technically. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. And then. And then there was some other girl about probably about I think probably younger. I didn't ask her her age, but she's like, "Will you dance with me? My boyfriend won't dance with me." I'm like, "Sure, I'll dance with you." <laughs> oh, it's like bring your mom to the club night, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I there was a video the other day that I saw. It may have been on Reddit where it was like I brought my grandma to the club, and she, and it was a true grandma, like probably seventies, and she was rocking out and having the best time. And I said, I want that to be me. That's going to be me. I'm going to tell Cameron and Carter that their kids are going to take me to the club when, yeah. when I'm yeah. there. Yeah. 18th birthday, 21st birthday. I am celebrating. That oh, I'm you, there. You know? I'm there. God willing. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm going to live until at least 98. 
That's a solid life goal, I think. Um, <laughs> okay. Can you believe this is our last episode? No, I'm kind of sad about it. A little it. bit. A little bit. I think we're going to take, what, two or three weeks off and then come back? Yes. Two or three weeks. We're going to come back, though, right? Yep. Coming okay. back. All right. So if you have made it this far in this show, thank you so much for listening and, and championing us along this journey. I mean, we couldn't have done it without you guys. I don't, you know, it's possible we wouldn't have done it without you. So thank you all for listening so much. Um, make sure to tell your friends about us and make sure that they download the podcast. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays. Thanks, guys. If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.